This is episode 29. You are listening to The Road to the Show. I'm Patrick Jones. And on this episode, we have DJ, singer, dancer, and now baseball player Alex Angelo. Alex currently goes to Madeira High School, where he'll be playing uh, for the varsity team, hopefully this upcoming season. He's actually been taking online courses while touring the country, uh, performing uh, the last several years. Awesome guy. You'll really get to know him in this interview. He's opened up at recently this past summer for Pitbull. Um, he's got a show coming up December 15th at Bogarts, which is sold out. And it's it's pretty incredible that he's only 17 years old. He's really mature, and I think you'll be able to, to see that in this interview. So I think you guys will enjoy listening to Alex. And um, without further ado, here's Alex Angelo. What's up, everybody? This is The Road to the Show. I am Patrick Jones, joined today by Madeira, Madeira High School student and DJ, dancer, singer, and radio host, Alex Angelo. <laughs> yeah. right, How got, are you? Got all that right, right? Yeah, I'll, yeah. and now baseball player. Now so baseball good. player as well, man. How's, how's, uh, how's Madeira treating you? How do you like going here? I've loved Madeira. It's been an amazing experience. You know, I'm, This is my second year here, so it's really cool to be able to, like, I don't know, it's it's interesting to feel so sunken in and only a second year, you know, like it's cool. The kids are so nice and especially, you know, being in an environment where everybody's accepting of whatever you do and super cool. And as well as just like, even with the administration being so open with the planning of all of that. And that was, those were like two big factors that came into play of even me coming here. So it's been, it's been fun. And then I remember last year, so it was your f- first year. You played baseball here last year, right? I didn't. Oh, you didn't? No, this okay, is like... Okay, so this year, cause yeah. I remember I was talking to uh, Coach Stalker, and he said he came out in the fall, I guess, to, yeah. to, to work on some stuff. I did, like, it was crazy, because I had not played in, like, four years. Like, seriously. Nothing. Like, nothing. I mean, I'd throw the ball around, like... Very, very little, like minimum time, and so I, when I used to play, I played when I was twelve, and I played on a travel team, and I was like really serious about it, and I played pretty hard, and and uh, went to Cooperstown, and like it was the whole nine yards. But I had kind of been done just because music and everything kind of heated up, and with music, it's like there's some seasons where it's like really crazy. Like the summer is usually wild with shows, but as for the winter, it's like a downtime where I kind of get myself together with my songs. I make a of music put it out and then during the summer do different shows now that there's different stuff but my family and i just kind of came together and they were like you should try seeing what's going on with baseball because that window is closing you know and so i'm all about that i don't want to like live with regrets because it would suck if i get older and i'm like you know what i wish i would have played and so i'm all about like taking risks and just having fun because it's high school and you can do whatever and so i'm all like let's just try it out. So I went and did like one workout with Stalker and the team. And this was, it was basically just like a, to see if I still had the toolbox that I had before. And mm-hmm. even if I could like legit throw and Stalker was really funny about it. He's like, I didn't even know if you're going to be able to throw a baseball. <laughs> and so it was great. I had no clue what to expect, but honestly it went really well. Like hitting felt great. Throwing felt great. Being out there, just running around and being active again. I mean, I was always active even with music, but still it's just using your body in a different way. So it felt really good. And it's really cool to be able to do this again. It, it makes me, I feel so much more relaxed now as opposed to when I was younger doing it because I felt like I just overthink and everything now yeah. I've just kind of gotten older and having fun yeah now it's like a 
place of relaxation. Whereas like I don't I don't get stressed out while doing it. I'm like in a total like nice state of mind. Well, you must be pretty good because I was talking to Coach Soccer yesterday, and he's like, you have a chance to start on varsity this year. I mean, like here's the deal. I love Coach Soccer so much. He is not like tell me that stuff. So I'm all about it. And the thing is, is like I totally would love to start varsity. Like that'd be ridiculous. But honestly, like I'm cool wherever he puts me. If he puts me on JV, I'm good to go JV. Okay. If I'm if he puts me on varsity, I'm obviously good to go varsity. But you know, it, I have like no notification. I just get in there and I just swing the ball. If there's a bat in front of me, I'm you just want to play. Up. Totally. And the thing is, is like, I'm not picky about that. I will not complain or be like, like, I'm, it's crazy that I'm even playing at all right now. I didn't even know if I'd be in practices right now, like a couple months ago. So the opportunity to be even recognized, like, I freaked out when I saw my name on the roster. Like, That's it awesome. was cool to be able to do this. This is such a cool thing because. I honestly, if you would have asked me two years ago, I would have been like, no, nah, probably not. But now being in the state that I am with just, I have recognized that this is the window that's closing. I have a little bit of time left to be able to do this and I got to capitalize on it. Like it's the coolest thing. And also to be able to just Mr. Stocker being so cool with understanding like what I do outside of it and realizing that that's like another life that I kind of live yeah. and it's it's an interesting situation it was there was some talks that had to happen of just like are you serious about doing this and I'm so pumped about it I, it's cool I think it's so cool I'm <laughs> sorry cool. honestly I'm excited thinking about it so it's I'm excited this That's, is fun were you did when you were growing up were you a big baseball fan like watching it on tv or I mean the thing is is this like Growing up, it really was, for me, just music and baseball. Like, that was just it. I mean, I'd skateboard as well. Like, that was very big. But skateboarding transferred over into music because we moved, and I had, like, a skateboard ramp, and I had to sell it. And we bought turntables. Like, that was how that worked out. And so that music thing, like, went that way and wait, wait so you that. sold you sold your skateboard i sold a skateboard ramp that i had gotten for my birthday when okay. we moved and i bought turntables with it the next birthday when we moved and i was like that was something that i wanted to go after and then that the turntables then turned into me doing shows and me djing for the cavaliers like stuff really it, it happened with that and that was so much fun but during the, like the beginning of that when it was like at a i don't know it was like it was a fun time and I was really enjoying it but it was a hobby that was starting to get serious still I was doing baseball and so like I had not really played any other sports growing up it was only baseball like I try I never played basketball I tried football and I broke my ankle in the like second game or like the fourth game actually and I had to play a show the next night so I was like I'm not yeah, doing never football doing ever again. again and so it was um baseball that was it it was just like baseball that's it but as far as like being a fan of the game like I always enjoyed the game I would always watch the game with my dad I have great memories of, like watching the game with him or like I told you like going to the home openers for the Indians and like I have total like memories with baseball but I wasn't like a crazy super fan I was crazy in a super fan of music but then like baseball i'd go and it was like really focused on like playing it you know what i'm saying yeah so that's what is actually different like i was not like watching every game watching like everything it was more of like i'm enjoying playing this game you know and focusing on that and there were a lot of coaches that i had outside of my regular coaches and stuff but yeah as far as that goes i was just like focus on music but then also baseball but baseball was like a fun thing to do and also focus really hard on it obviously so yeah. well yeah that's i mean that's pretty cool did do you ever want to play if you got the chance would you play in college if i had the chance to play in college i would totally play in college because okay. that is like really 
that's an interesting, you know, I would not like pass that opportunity up if it came. I don't I didn't know I was going to play varsity this yeah, year. Yeah. So I, <laughs> to be honest with you, I didn't even know if the possibility of me playing varsity this year was a question. I, I I didn't even know. So if if I, you know, if it ends up working out and I could end up playing college, I'm totally down for that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That'd be sick. But that but would your music career have to be like put on the side a little bit then? I mean, the thing is is like ever since I was little I've been juggling like the music with it. So when people would be like, you know, you're doing this and you're doing this, is this scaring you? Like, I honestly, and I told, actually, this is funny. I had this conversation with soccer the other day of like, I feel actually most comfortable when there's a lot on my plate, which is totally weird. Yeah. But, and you'd think it'd be the other way around, but I really do feel comfortable. So I feel like with whatever I do, whatever situation I am in with life and baseball and music like music is just going to be there and I'm going to continue to work at that because that is a long road you know it's definitely not something if you want to be like a overnight kind of thing like that's cool me I've been doing it for years and years and years and I still really feel like I've only began you well, know you have dude you're only totally. 17 I'm only 17. 17 so it's crazy and that's another dynamic of it and so I think that Regardless, if I end up playing baseball in college, I will be amazed. That would be crazy. And it will be funny to go back and listen to this. But <laughs> but the thing is, is that, you know, even if I am in college playing baseball, I'll definitely be still with a laptop just going right. going wild. Yeah, so music is always going to be a part of the situation. When you first got to Madeira, were, was there like a big buzz around when you were here? Um, Not really. I mean, some kids caught wind of it before because I went um, and I did one visit. And this was after I did my meeting with a counselor, Mrs. Coney. Shout out to Mrs. Coney. Um, but I really had no intentions of going here at all. Like, I was going to stay because I had been in online school when I lived downtown. Okay. Yeah. And so my sister really wanted friends. Can't blame her. You know, I totally understand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we all do. We all want friends. And so she's like, I want friends. We should go. I want to go to check out a school. My dad's work was here at the time. And so what we did was uh, we checked it out. And Izzy, my sister, was going to just go here. And my parents are like, you should check it out. You know, this is a really good sh- This is a really good school. If it's in your backyard, you should take advantage of it if possible. If it works out, obviously. But they're really trying to, like, twist my arm to go here and check it out. And I wasn't even wanting to check it out, honestly. And that's no offense to Madeira. I just, my mind state was, like, online school. I was just fine with it. And online school is tough, you know? Like, it's not, people think it's fake school. It's not fake school. You're basically, like, teaching yourself. It's crazy. And so I go here and I do my meeting. And it's so much talk about, like, a customizable schedule and, like, so many things that, like, really made sense. And then I did a meeting and then I came in and walked around the halls. And Mrs. Coney then told me was she was like, I think some of the people found your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and that was funny. And I was like, okay, it's fine. But really everybody's been super cool and everybody's been just understanding. You know, kids play baseball. Kids play uh lacrosse kids play soccer for me for many years and it still is music has been one of my sports and so i just kind of see it as that and if it's an extracurricular activity and it's something that i love to do and i probably see myself doing for the rest of my life regardless like i said so it's the kids have been super nice and accepting of that and that's a big factor of oh, even, 100%. even the reason that i'm sitting in this room right now because yeah. i have been in school systems where it's been like they're not very accepting of it and clicky type totally of, yeah. clicky and just it's only sports and mm-hmm. football and that's it and it's like i'm not really about that because i don't go and make fun of football i'm not going to make fun of what they're doing and really i don't even ask for like 
you know, I don't even ask for like, hey, dude, that was sick. Your songs are awesome, whatever. I don't even want that. All I ask for is like respect both ways. I'll give you respect. I mean, I went to a wrestling meet last night and I like it's all about like respect either way, you know, yeah. and if that mutual respect is there, I feel like anything is really possible with just anything, you know, yeah. being in a different system and just kind of surrounding yourself with people. And that's that's all it is. It's just mutual respect. I like that a lot. Let's go back to. When you sold your skateboard ramp, yeah, bought the turntables, yeah. So what happens next? I mean, how do you get how do you get signed? Like, how can I get signed? Like, <laughs> well, I'm not that signed. Happen? That's the thing. Oh, you're not. Signed? I'm not signed. And I've were you ever signed? N- no. The deal is, is like I've had deals in front of me, and there's been I've been in a lot of meetings where we're like, this is hey, here's a what deal. is signed? Even I guess I should take that back, dude. Signed in 2017 is so crazy. Okay. So it's a way different situation, and there's a lot of trailblazers that are like breaking the ground for like unsigned artists and i would i'm not i'm not like a trailblazer in that there's been unsigned artists for millions of years but when i say like trailblazers i mean like people like chance the rapper like he's a major artist right now and he has no label and so the deal is is that when you're getting signed there's many different deals that we presented to you and most like deals now are 360 deals which like it's it's very complex and it's very hard to explain but basically it's just not a good situation for the artist right and so um i've been in those meetings and surrounded by this business and how unpredictable this business is for many years despite like being 17 and so i got a deal when i was really really young like i'm talking like 12 and i didn't we didn't sign it and we were like no and the deal was like I think it was like five albums which are like full length deals and then you're looking at like six eps or like four or five eps and that's crazy like i'm 12 that's that's a whole career yeah that's a whole catalog you know <laughs> and so when i'm 12 that's like that's a lot and you want to make sure that those like it's good like that's good there's business coming in and you're obviously evaluating things but thing is when you sign a deal to a label yes you're a signed artist but they could drop you the next month or they could shelf you so there's no guaranteed money or any no guaranteed money okay and any money that they give you you have to recoup it so like if they if kids get say like i could roll a kid rolled in here and he's like i just got a 50 million dollar deal to republic or wherever and they gotta pay 50 million back oh yeah what it's a and it's it's an advance so it's fifty million. They'd be like, "Okay, fifty million. We're gonna go help you make your new album. You know, you got to do your thing, da 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 da. But you got to pay that back. Like that's real. Like that's just facts. You know. And so it's interesting with that because when people go and brag about deals, it's like, dude, like, bro, like that's great. You got fifty million, but yeah. you realize you got to do some freaking Russell Westbrook numbers in the, <laughs> in the business. You know. Yeah. And so it's crazy, but honestly, the the only way to win now is like dude unsigned artists and like i said chance the rapper like dude is selling out arenas like arenas like did an arena tour and he is making so much money off of that but also not putting himself in a hole the way that a deal would and so that was like very big to realize that and just kind of gain that like logic of the industry it's super weird dude the thing could flip on its whole head tomorrow it's legit it's the hardest industry to win in it's legit like wall street like you're gonna like it's crazy it's unpredictable it's terrible but you have to love it so much 
that's just it. And you got to love to wake up every day and make a song. So like, when did you get, how old were you when you got like discovered? I mean, the thing is, is that it really was like, it all kind of started with dance and I'd been dancing like around the house and I think at a studio, but not much. Like this was like 10 or 11. Right. And so I'd been dancing and just not really like serious. And so I went to a Cleveland Cavaliers workshop that I went to and it was like they teach choreography in the queue and it was a cool like cool you know it's it like sick my dad found about it on Facebook I'm like let's go do this and so we go and we do it and they don't tell you that it's actually a tryout as well and it's a tryout for a group of kids like I'd say like 20 and uh you try out they pick out the best kids they call you back and when we got the call we were like dude did you get the right kid because like my parents were like he's not that good <laughs> and so um and they were like no 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 like we loved his confidence he could he's totally teachable and it was after that that like I took it super seriously. I learned, I was like a sponge for like two years. And then I'd also do lessons in like my basement that were with the guys that were on the, that were on like the Cavs scream team, which is like the main dance team that you'll see like every game. And so this situation would be like, you go, you dance for a couple games that are the kids games and you dance in like the middle of the floor. So like, this is like, I'm like 11 and I'm dancing in the middle of the floor. And like, this is like, the beginning, I guess, of just me and performing. Like, this was, like, getting the, gaining the aspect of, like, okay, this is what you do. This is the showmanship of it. You're out there. And there's really no way to, like, throw to the wolves than that. Yeah. Like, you just kind of go, you know? And so you learn the choreography. It would be, like, choreography. We'd have practices on Saturday and Sunday. My parents were, like, freaking out because they're dropping their kid off in the middle of Cleveland in the queue <laughs> at like 11 and so they got me a cell phone and I was down there and it was crazy and it was cool and this was such a great experience and so then after that the whole situation with the turntables happened during that time and I'd been getting you know just every day after school like obsessed go down practice go down practice and at the end of the day it's just about becoming obsessed with something so much that you actually get good at it yeah. like and so I just obsessed over it. And then I had friends that my dad had known that were DJs for his station that he worked at. My dad worked for radio stations. And so okay. he had like, okay, these two guys will help you out. And like, dude, they, I talked to them still today. Like they legit taught me how to DJ like for real. And so I did that. And then Cavs caught wind of it and they saw a video that we sent them and they were like, let's have him DJ the games that he dances that's at. That's so sick. And, like, that was, that's, like, wild. So, like, the first, I had done, like, some small gigs or whatever, but, like, the first gig was, like, in the queue. And that's, like, wild. And, like, I was, like, my set sucked, too. It was trash. <laughs> like, the whole thing, like, crapped the bet on me. And, like, all my equipment was, like, just failed. But that was a, a learning experience, yeah. as they all are. And so it was crazy. And then just kind of did that and then that went into birthday parties and i'd be doing like four birthday parties in a weekend and it would be crazy i bought a trailer i'd be going around all doing around birthday, like all around cleveland dude we go to pittsburgh we'd go all over the freaking place detroit we'd be like driving different places we had a hummer and we had uh like a trailer that we put on the back of it Dude, it's crazy. We'd be knocking out so many of these. That's so awesome. Oh my gosh, it was like so hilarious. We'd be in the middle of nowhere, some girl's house, 
going hard on a Saturday night. It'd be awesome. And so it'd be so funny. And like, we'd be in some neighborhoods where like the cops would come and they'd be like, dude, turn it down. Like, this is like a suburb. And like, so that was fun. That was a great period of time. But then that kind of came to an end at some point. I was like, dude, I want to do shows. Like, let's do shows. Cause it was a transitional period of like me doing birthday parties on the weekends. But sometimes I'd get like a nice look from like a, from like a jingle ball or something for like kiss. And that was a transitional period where it was like inching into the next thing. And then we kind of cut the birthday thing off, sold the trailer. We're like, we're done. We're not going to do this anymore. Like it was a great period of time, but also like those are like stressful, believe it or not. I actually got more scared about doing those than like doing like the Fox theater. Like that was not like, or doing the queue because you're like right here with the people and it's like, that's cool. And I'm not like weird with people, but at the same time, like small venues are tough. And I think other people will tell you that like, dude, it's not easy. Like just standing there and being like, if somebody is just not feeling you, like if I was playing something, you were right here. Like, dude, it sucks. Like, I'm not even going to lie. It's tough. And so, but we made the transition to like doing shows and then the shows turned into tours. And there was a summer where I did like, a tour and then took like the winter there was no like shows during the winter and then summer again with the tour so like that's crazy tours are like the best thing in the world it's like you get to do you have like a great setup show that's like assured to be good that night and you do it and then you fall asleep and you wake up in a different city and you do it all again and so like that is like an amazing lifestyle of just creativity and then during the day you know i do school because i was in online school and i make music but like dude how old were you when you started touring and doing that? Touring, pro- I think my first tour, well, my first tour got canceled, which was another crazy story. We were in Miami. We had no Wi-Fi connection, and the uh, tour got canceled. Woke up the oh. next day, showed up. That was a big L, but it got rescheduled when we did it. So I think I was like 13 when like my first, maybe 12, honestly. I mean, it was crazy. Going on tour with your family is fun time especially when we like we rented an rv one year and we uh followed the buses and my dad would be in his underwear (laughs) driving an rv at like one in the morning following the buses on the same bus route and that's fun but yeah my first tour was probably 13 but dude those are fun tours are great so how many years would you did you end up touring doing that um i had done that for like i mean my last tour that i was on was in 2015 was the last 2015 but yeah but like we've tried to book tours since tours are tough to get on like that's just it and it's tough and timing is weird with everything in the music business is like weird yeah how do you get on a tour like how many shows i guess would a tour be so like a tour looks like a tour can be like really long um but i mean i think the tour like my first tour was only like two weeks but like there are tours that are like, like some people go on tours for like years. Whoa. Like 21 Pilots, they did like a tour that like was so long, like crazy. Like the dudes were never home. And so that's wild. But also like I could totally see myself doing that. Like that is so fun. Yeah. And so, but you got to love it. That's, the, that's another thing. Because it makes me sad when I see people are like, I hate touring. Touring's terrible. It's like you show up in a hotel room and da da da. da and it's like, dude, like th- you, then you're not built for it. Like you gotta love it, yeah. you know, like love it. And so, I don't know. I mean, touring is like 
good. But tours can range anywhere from like two weeks to like two years. I swear. Like people will go on long tours. It's is it crazy. is it lonely since it's just you and you're not around? I mean, yeah, there are moments where it's like I don't. I'm not with any friends or anything like that. But I mean, the situation that I was in was, but like, well, even when I was not touring, I was in online school, so it really wasn't anything different. Like. I mean, when we moved, I had a lot of friends in Cleveland, and I still do, but, like, I miss them a ton, but, like, touring was fun because, like, when I'd be living downtown, which would be fun, but, like, legit had no friends at all, um, touring would be fun because it's like, dude, well, I'm going to be at home sitting and making music, which is a good time, but, like, no friends at all, but I, when I could be out here, and I actually had some friends on tour, like, I would be cool with the dancers, and that's another situation that totally unfolded was dancing in L.A. and all that, because they're, like, the same, everybody knows everybody with dancing, which is the craziest thing. What do you mean? So, when you get into the, like, network of dancing in L.A., there's, like, a lot of major studios, and then you're also looking at, like, smaller studios, but everybody wants to help everybody out there. It's not like a freaking step-up movie. It's like, every, <laughs> it's like everybody wants to get better, you know, and get better, and progress so you may see the same three dudes that have been on the chris brown tour in the bieber tour and then on this tour and so before i even got immersed into the like la dance kind of deal i had known people from tours that i had been on and then when i did get out to la uh which i worked with an amazing choreographer called fly who's works with chris brown like chris brown's main choreographer he was like hey like, it was, like, the first night I met Fly, and he's, like, hey, he was at a studio doing a class, and he, like, hey, man, come and meet, da-da-da, come and meet, da-da-da, and I swear to God, like, three of the people out of the five that he had shown me, I they had already known my name, we had already been cool because we were on tour together, so, like, it's a big, nice little family out there that totally just want to help you out, but then help each other out, get better, and create, and so that is... That whole dance scene out there is the craziest thing, and it was the coolest thing to be able to like land in the middle of it because those people are so nice, like so nice, creative people that are just all like minded and hard workers. So, Chris Brown can dance a little bit. Chris Brown can freaking dance. Dance, dude. I mean, seriously. I mean, the thing is, is like, have you ever danced with him? Or? I have. That's sick, dude. I have video of it and too, and it's it's crazy. It's that was such an amazing moment, and that day was so cool because. It was like an impromptu thing because uh, his choreographer Fly, like we were out in L.A. and he's like, hey man, Chris is practicing for his BET performance, his BET awards performance. If you want to come by, come on through. And of course, I'm like, dude, of course, let's freaking go. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. And so we go and it was just like, he was super nice. And then he was dancing, and I was dancing over here. And then he saw me dancing, and he's like, come out here, come out here. I'm like, dude, are you freaking serious right now? You're Chris Brown. Like, I grew up watching your music videos. Like, this is wild. Yeah. And so, dude, that was an amazing moment. And then, like, I had known Chris Brown's choreography because Fly would teach me his choreography because we would, you know, when I wasn't choreographing songs for mine, we would get just better with doing his stuff because it's just like a freaking wizard. And so I learned his stuff. And then that same day I was doing it to like the music and he was started doing, we were doing the same choreography that would be like in a certain video or whatever. And that was just like wild because like you grow up 
if you grow up dancing and you have you realize that there's this connection with people like that you can legit not talk and move and move the same way and to do that with a like dancing master like chris Chris brown Brown, yeah it's wild it was like a freaking dream so that was a crazy crazy moment that guy talented talent wise is second to none when it comes i mean yeah man it's unfortunate with what happened because you know he was on top he was on top and i actually only think and people might call me crazy to to say this but other people have said it i've heard other people say it like he is like michael jackson i swear to god with dancing wise yeah it it's it's hard to Have you worked with any other famous dancers? Um I worked with like a couple of the Bieber dancers that went on that last tour, um and previous tours of his. And uh I mean those guys are great. They're all really but they all work together. So it's like, you know, uh, it's cool because you follow their Instagram and you'll be with them and be like dude what's going on dance with them for a day next day they'll get called out to do a freaking gaga tour and it's like dude are you kidding me like this is crazy and so yeah that's definitely a cool network of people to be immersed in have you opened up in terms of like your show do you normally open up for like another artist yeah um i i've opened up for a ton of people and but i will go back to cleveland and i'll do like headlining shows or in columbus i did a headlining show there was a little string of shows when i released the last ep that we just went around we did one in cincy did one in columbus did one in cleveland and those weren't really cool so i've done headlining shows like around ohio and stuff am i looking to expand that probably yes but it usually we usually do that when it's like a like a release like an ep or something so yeah okay who who have you opened up for that's like what was like really cool moment or what um i've actually opened up for pitbull twice one recently and then one when i was like first getting started and he's always been nice and then what else i mean i'm trying to think here i did a this is tough because it's like i don't know when I, i i've done a ton of shows and i've opened up for a ton of people but like when i'm doing them it's like everybody's doing it's a million moving pieces so like i only get to meet like a couple of them. I've met a lot of people, but the ones that stand out... I mean, there's this guy named John Bellion who is really good. I'm waiting on him to release some music because he released a really great album. His last album's great. But he was super nice. And, like, it was super cool because we looked up to him. And, like, when you look up to people in the business and, like, you put them on a pedestal, it's really cool when they actually come through and they're, like, nice people. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And believe it or not there's a lot of those times where it doesn't happen and it goes the other way which sucks because we're all just people at the end of the day but it's really like a really great moment to meet somebody and it'd be like dude you're not like crazy it's awesome you know? dude, i actually i actually met a uh, bieber and selena gomez really i played in there's a hamptons college baseball league so like the summer after my freshman year i went up to Went up there and we went to a Broadway show, Rock of oh, Ages. Oh wow! Yeah. And so uh, Bieber and Selena Gomez were sitting right in front of us, and like legit girls were crying. I like, know. As he was walking by. It's and... crazy, man. I met that dude twice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, quick times, but yeah. I mean, it was quick. It wasn't really anything to get like a gauge on, like yeah, how he is anything. As a but I mean, it's just you know, it is what it is. I met Taylor Swift. She was super nice. Was she? Yeah. And then. uh Taylor Swift's mom on a tour that I did I went to Nashville and Taylor Swift's mom was there watching the show and uh I mean like I'm an opener I'm, I wasn't even like direct support like I went on I think like first and 
it was so crazy because she, I get a knock on my door to my trailer an RV at the time, not even a, like a legit bus, yeah, it was a freaking yeah. RV. And so she, it was her and she's like, I just wanted to come by and say thank you. I want to get a picture with you. Your show is amazing. I'm like, oh my God, this is freaking crazy, man. You're Taylor Swift's mom. Your daughter's like the main woman in pop. And so that was a great moment. But it's about those moments, man. They're so impromptu and they're crazy to have happen. And like a lot of that does actually happen in LA, like with just impromptu stuff, like that Chris Brown incident, with just seeing people at the right time, right place. It's a lot of right place, right time. If if you're there in that moment, and it's crazy, man. Do you would you ever want to like get close with like one of those, like a Taylor Swift or something, so you could go on tour with with her? I or? mean, yeah, that's that's ultimately. I mean, like that's a really big goal. What I'd really I have on like a list of people that I just would love to just see how they work with music, you know, because it's like you gotta. I, I I love studying so much of that stuff. Whenever we went on a tour, whenever my family went to do a show, we and ever whenever it was downtime, we'd be there just studying like how they maneuver everything and whether it's how they treat their light guy, how they treat this guy. We just study the craft of it, and we've met so many great people in those different crews that are just hardworking, want to get stuff done, but make it look ridiculously amazing. And that's those type of people, like meeting those people and seeing like, okay, like if I was, when, you know, when the opportunity comes along and I got to get these freaking people together, like who would you bring out, you know? And so that's what it's about. I love doing that. But as far as like getting close to one of those people to go on tour with them, heck yeah, I would totally want to go on tour with Taylor Swift. You kidding me? That'd be ridiculous. What about you? Said you opened up for Pitbull. Yeah. Would you like do you? Would would I call on him up and be like, can we get together? I mean, the thing is, is like, I mean, it ain't that easy. But I would totally do shows with Pitbull. You kidding me? He's, he's like those shows are like good. Like he's got good music, and then. People just love Pitbull. Like, is he a good guy? I dude, every time I've met him, he's been super, super nice. Yeah. And so I mean, that's it. Like, I'm all about that. But I think it's all about just being nice, treating your people good, and they'll treat you good and you just kinda do your thing and make sure that you're like on your game all the time. It doesn't stop, you know? Yeah. That's I think that's when people get caught. You know, when people get caught being, you know, rude or and I don't think that like the majority of those people are like the freaking devil but i do think that when they let their guard down and they start acting like they start slipping that's the moment that they get caught and there's always there's i mean with the phones these days totally it doesn't end you gotta always be on man every single moment and that's not even for that's not even for just like big celebrities that's just like people here people everywhere you got to be on 24 7 like always on always having a guard on always being nice to people because that one moment where you're just like leaving school and you're ticked off and that happens, you know, I was just lucky to have good parents that keep me grounded and they always will. And even if I do slip, which I doubt, cause I'm just thankful for everything that comes along, but 
if if I were to slip, my parents are right there and they'd be like, dude, what are you doing? And that's a big factor in it too. It's about always being on, but also keeping like those family members around you or just friends or anybody. 100%. You don't want a bunch of yes men around you. you know? No, that's a very good point. Good point. Yeah. What's what's your goal? Like, Do you see yourself being as like the next Bieber or like... Do you have somebody that you, like, put up there? We're talking about Chris Brown, where, like, you want to get to that level. You want to be like them. I mean, ultimately, like, the goal for me, like, prime great situation is just to be, like, I want to make the best music I can in my life. I want to perform the best that I can in my life. I want the opportunities to obviously roll in at the right moments and just kind of do everything in a smart way that would ensure a long career. I would not want a situation where I blow up tonight and I'm gone tomorrow. And that automatically right now with how much I've put into it, like I have not, it's not been that. And I don't believe, I feel like I'm too into it now that it won't be that. And I am not trying to be no internet, internet sensation. Like that is not my vibe. I'm trying to be like, I want to be, Obviously, you know, you could say like big or whatever, but honestly, I just want to make great music. I want to great make great product. I want to put out great music and dance and DJ and sing and just kind of do it my own creative way. You know, I could say like, yeah, I want to be the next Bieber, but yeah. I mean, I kind of want to be the first me. And if I make it to the level that Bieber has with his incredible fan base that is out there and is like freaking diehards and getting tattoos and wild like i am down for that totally and for anybody like that complains about that i think you're crazy like i get it maybe some people didn't sign up for it but i'm right here and i'm ready to go if that is what life has in store for me to go on those tours on those big situations where it's like dude you can't freaking leave your house I'm ready to go for that. The thing is, is like I've just always wanted to do this, regardless of what level I'm at. I love doing it. I will still continue and persevere through whatever. I'm going to continue to put out music, continue to be me, and that's just kind of how that rolls. And if those situations come up where it's like big, you know, whatever, obviously I'm working hard to get there. That's where it's. That's where I want to go. You know, everybody has the has the ultimate goal and so that is definitely an ultimate goal of mine to like do that but i think it would be interesting to kind of do it in an aspect where i have my hands on it all you know and i'm able to create what i want i mean i produce all my records i write all my records i work very closely with everybody that i'm involved with with whatever i put out whatever is my product and i think that that has a big factor in how i want to do it because i want to be all in it, you know, very hands-on and help out other people as well. Like producing and writing for other people I've produced and written for other people already. And that's another career path. That's like something that I could do for the rest of my life. You know, I loved how you, throughout this interview, you brought up overnight success and like how you don't want that. And I feel like there's no such thing as overnight success right. because even someone like lebron james right dude he, lebron he, he was dribbling the basketball at three years old exactly you know, he's practicing you know all day long uh, what i love about lebron james and just his journey obviously being from cleveland i look up to that dude because he just did it but the thing is is that it shows that you can do whatever you want from wherever you are whatever circumstances whatever life has thrown at you before you were born and LeBron did it. He was a kid from Akron, like had nothing. Yeah. And he did it. 
and he's like one of the greats. Who would have expected that one of the greatest basketball players of all time would come from Akron, Ohio? You could have never predicted it. It's a freak of nature situation. But you know what? With a freak of nature situation, it takes the person to actually pick up that body and go that far. You know? Like, yes, he was blessed with ridiculous genes, but that dude's got to get up every day and practice oh, yeah. at like 40 years old. Like, he's legit doing that right now, you know? And yeah. so. It takes a lot of discipline from his end, too. I would hate to say, like, he's a natural. Like, of course he's a natural. He's ridiculous. Yeah. But at the same time, that dude has to work. Every day. Like, every freaking day. Like, he does not stop. He works harder than some rookies. And he's 40. It's crazy. So, that dude is, like, next level. And so, it does not happen overnight. That guy had to work, like, hard. And he's still working hard. And people still don't give him all the credit that he deserves. So, LeBron James is, like ultimate level of just hard work paying off like he's crazy what do you think about i've heard uh some people say that if you're an artist you should be putting songs out every single day i understand that and i wish i could the only thing is is like i'm at school but if i wasn't at school (laughs) i would be putting out songs every day i swear to god i work on a new song probably once every day that's probably my pace and um like there's a trade-off though because with that like uh, there's a trade-off between like quality versus quantity you want to put out your best stuff and i think ultimately the artists that do take like i don't know i wouldn't say that i take like a ton of time in between my releases but i do take some time because i just legit want to make the best song i can make and i always say like the, the rule that like i make my music by is if I'm going to put out a song, it's either got to be better than my last or it's going to be a song that I've never made or anything that sounds like I've had before. And that's always been my rule. And so that's kind of it. Like now like painters, like I imagine like they make a new painting every day and that's crazy. But like how many of those paintings are going to suck? Right. Like I, that's just kind of it. Like how many of those paintings are going to be freaking ridiculous that they spent a month on and it's like crazy. What I believe in, though, is that you should make a song every day. I think you should make a song every day, regardless of if you put it out or not, because I'm all about putting in that work, and then there will be a short window where you hit, like, prime, like, freaking bullseye, where it, it matches beautifully. And, like, there was this whole thing that I saw that was, like, Picasso, and some lady rolled up to her and was like, hey, can you make me a painting? I'll give you this amount of money, whatever you want. And he took like 10 minutes to make the painting. And she's like, what the heck? That only took you 10 minutes to make. He's like, no, that took me 10 years to make. So like that is like a big thing that I'm all about. Working hard leading up to that moment of shining. And then that moment you hit that bullseye. And it's like, I worked really hard for that one moment. And I made all these trashy songs for when I made this one good one, you know? And you may never make that one good one, but at least you put in that 10 minutes. I mean, that 10... Years, years to hit that 10 minutes when do you when do you work on your songs because you have school you have baseball every day like at night, at night at night i mean i'm a night owl when it comes to music i've always been surprisingly that way but i mean like leading up to this show that's another thing like i had to prepare that set but i work on the weekends a ton like i get a ton done on the weekends because that's my time to like buckle down and get some stuff done but also with uh when i get like like it's been really nice because i got thanksgiving break so like I wrapped up like two songs and that was really great. But um as far as that goes, it's all about finding that time, distributing distributing the work in a way that makes sense. And unfortunately, sometimes that means I gotta stay up and work on music. But 
if I didn't love to do it, I wouldn't be up. So yeah, the thing is, you love to do it. I love to do it, so I'm going to stay up and do it, you know? Yeah. And I think that's what it comes down to. I think that if you do love it, you're going to find a way. You're going to you're going to figure something out, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of it. So December 15th is your next show. That's Bogart. the next show. It's sold Bogart. out already. It's I sold out. <laughs> it's sold out. It's with Black Bear. He's a great artist. He actually is independent. Okay. So he, and he's been working hit forever, like writing songs with everybody. And he's got like good music now because he put in that 10 years to get that 10 minutes. And he's now, even now, he's still working to get bigger and bigger and bigger. But dude, he's good. So it's when would cool. your next show be after that? I don't know. It just, I, depends. It's, it just depends on, and we'll see what happens. But this one will be good. I got my set together for that. I was very, very, very excited. And so that show's good. And then I've just been practicing for that, getting my songs together that I'm going to sing. I'm singing like one that I haven't released yet. So that'll be good. And then like just new music and stuff every day. What can people do to, to help you out who are listening to this or watching this? All right. So the thing is, is like follow me on Twitter at Alex Angelo. Follow me on Instagram at Alex Angelo. But when is this going out? Is this going out? Uh, next next tuesday all right cool it's all good i have a i'm in this contest right now that is a um it's like this pop starts for this blog that is doing this thing where i'll fly out to la and perform on the cw for live tv we'll know by when everybody's listening to this it ends this thursday but it's fine tomorrow yeah so it ends tomorrow what time tomorrow I don't know. But the deal is, is that I'll know listening to this right now if I took the L or if I won it. Now, everybody's been amazing with the with the um regardless of what the results are, everybody's been incredible with the voting. Um I've won every week and so we just have to close it out. But um if I win it, then I know that I'll be jumping around right now while listening to this. Well, how about, would it would it help at all if we got this out? by tomorrow you don't need to dude it's all good do your thing it's all good i um i'm feeling pretty good we got like results last sunday and stuff and so i feel pretty good about it but you know what it's all good i I, whatever happens happens but if you're asking me what my next gig will be after the 15th that's what's gonna be next i'll be going out to la to do that so we'll see what happens regardless of uh what happens though shout out to everybody that voted it's been that was a great it was a lengthy little deal that we had there with that but it i'm i'm thinking it's gonna work out but i I, i'm putting it out into the universe right now as i'm recording this a day before it ends all right alex angelo appreciate you coming on man make sure to follow him on instagram and twitter yes at alex angelo thank you so much man it's been a blast and um again man appreciate you coming on thank you man 